Joining us now in studio, Megan McGowan, Crouch Auburn City Manager. Hello, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Doing just fine. Appreciate your time as always. So, uh, didn't seem like too hefty of a meeting last night. No, we had a relatively short meeting last night. The mainstay of city council discussion actually went on during our pre-meeting, which is called Committee of the Whole. And they discussed some commercial development authority appointments and then discussed Councilperson Griswold. Uh, wanted to discuss uh, when citizens communicate with the council, how the council procedurally would go about yeah. responding to them outside of a public hearing. And in 2018, when this council first uh, stepped into office, they set their procedures and set a pretty, pretty succinct uh, procedure for citizens' communications where when we're actually meeting in council chambers, people get a piece of paper that just says, here are the times you're welcome to interact with the council and stand up. And it makes it pretty clear that the council will respond, you know, may respond, may not respond, that kind of thing. And I think what the gist of the discussion with the council last night is they want to be sure citizens understand what the procedure is, but also understand any council member at any time if they want to talk to a citizen who, who's asked a question. They can answer it, engage them in dialogue, ask further questions. And I, the council was pretty firm on wanting to be clear with the public. If you, you come to talk to us, we're going to try our best to, to answer you if we have the answer at the time. And I sure. think that was the goal, and so I think they're going to try reminding citizens, hey, this is this is kind of how this works, but if we don't have the answers, we'll get back to you. So it was a very productive discussion and, and very clear that they want to be sure they're communicating with citizens as best they can. Was anything resolved from this, or was it just kind of an There's information There's no thing? procedural change. There's three times citizens talk during the meeting. One is for items not on the agenda early in the meeting. I mean, sorry, for items on the agenda that don't have a public hearing early in the meeting. And then after they get through items that have public hearings, obviously the public's welcome to speak then. And then there's a, a third piece at the end of the meeting for items not on the agenda. So somebody may want to bring up something new to the council. And that is the time that they were most focused on making sure if people are asking the council questions that somebody gets it answered. And, and our normal protocol, the council usually directs if they don't have an answer or an opinion, they'll direct me as city manager to get staff to respond to people. And we're always happy to do that. Did Councilman Griswold kind of did he mention kind of what prompted him to have this? Was he getting feedback? He from absolutely citizens? was. He said he had a constituent that had concerns about it, and he also noted that during planning commission meetings, that the chair of the planning commission, Mr. Phil Chancellor, he kind of does public hearings, um, opens and closes them, and tells everybody after the public hearing he'll get answers from staff. And the, and the way it works from a staff perspective is we don't respond directly to questions from the public, either a planning commission or a city council. When those questions are asked, those are directed at them. They're the governing bodies making decisions. But when they, any of those folks can turn around and ask staff to answer a question, and we will, but we're always addressing the council or the planning commission as opposed to citizens directly. Citizens can contact us every day of the week with their questions, and we're happy to help them. Mm -hmm. and that's what we're here for. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I know a big part of this council when they when they got elected in 2ighteen, all of them ran on transparency and, and communication and, and all of that. So um, that's important. And that's what they were very focused on last night and wanted to make it clear. And there was, you know, there was agreement across the board about that. So sure. um, I think it's a reminder. It is possible. Um, I don't know that it's probable, but it's possible that council meetings will be in person once again in the near future. I think that depends on what Governor Ivey has to say tomorrow and what she has to say 
uh, moving forward about gatherings and so on, and that will be up to the council. Uh, one of the things is we're allowed to meet on Zoom based on an emergency provision from the governor, and if mm-hmm. that were to be retracted, we, it would be mandatory. To you got to All public person. meetings yeah. would need to be in person again. Sure. So we're kind of waiting to see what, what she says and what the action will be. We expect some changes. We just don't know what those are yet. And, of course, in person would make it easier to communicate. It would. I think you can see everybody. One challenge with Zoom is why we can hear everyone. You you can't see them. They can see the council, right. but but the citizens can't be seen, and it is easier. We have a brand-new city council chambers. It's nice. It's got much better acoustics. It's got better cameras, a nice podium for citizens, and it's very much ready to go for in-person meetings when it's safe to do so. And, boy, what a way to break it in <laughs> if, it was, uh, if, if next meeting was the first one in there. Absolutely. And and we do have, I, we really, uh, probably 10 months ago, we put plexiglass in there anticipating that you know, right. things would somehow change. And, and here we are a, a year in. The council last met in person in early March of last year. Wow. And we are a full year of, of meeting on Zoom now that we're past this first meeting in March. So, and, and that's an interesting dynamic. So we will we will figure out when that happens based on when it's safe to do so at the pleasure of the council and the governor. Megan McGowan, Crouch, Auburn City Manager, joining us this morning. We continue our conversation next. We're joined in studio by Megan McGowan, Crouch, Auburn City Manager. This morning, recapping last night's city council meeting. Was that everything for Committee of the Whole last night? Yeah, that was everything okay. for Committee of the Whole. Pretty straightforward. All right, so uh, so moving into the, the city council meeting last night. Moving into the city council meeting, well, and really they discussed in Committee of the Whole, but uh, just a small piece about commercial development authority appointments. They reappointed Amy Carbajal, who's already served one term on the commercial development authority, and then appointed David Warren to his first term. And then other than that, we're really appreciative and wanted to celebrate the Auburn High School wrestling co- team. There's uh, two female athletes that one place first and one place second in the state and did an excellent job. So we had a small recognition for them as well as some employee recognitions about uh, different service pins and employee of the month, those types of things. We have some vacancies upcoming on the Historic Preservation Commission. So there'll be two vacancies. Those will be appointed on April 6th. If you yep. have an interest, please apply at auburnalabama.org slash boards. Um, and you do have to, for that board, be specifically qualified, either as a resident of the district, um, property owner, uh, ties with some historical experience, uh, an attorney, city planner, architectural historian. So there's some specific regulations for that. But other than that, we were really we were really short. We had a consent agenda that was pretty small, and consent agenda means that these are resolutions that don't require public hearings, but there are a lot of contracts and other things. So kind of along those lines of interest to people is we went ahead and put on the city council agenda a whole slate of downtown events that run really from May of 2021 through the Crew to Tigers Parade in February of 2022, wow. um, assuming that you know, there'll be some entertainment district events. There'll be some street closures for different homecoming parades and activities. And downtown summer nights is back with the art walk and other things. But all of that is with one key caveat. At any time, the city reserves the right to cancel the event or to put strict parameters on it due to anything related to, to COVID in this pandemic. But I also think that we really want to signal to people that if things continue to improve, that some events you know, we'll be back on the docket and we will begin participating in some of those events last as we did, were not able to last year, even though a lot of these are outsides, 
outside the city council had a lot of concerns about the public gathering in, in, in mass and that there would be no good way to ensure people were distancing. So while they approved these events last night, there's a caveat, and we'll continue to monitor. Hopefully they'll be able to continue. And this allows the downtown merchants and, and Auburn SGA and other folks to continue planning mm -hmm. their fall and early spring schedules. So sure. We're looking forward to those events. The other thing I think of great interest to the Auburn citizens is we're moving forward with a traffic signal agreement with the Alabama Department of Transportation uh, for a, a much-anticipated traffic signal at South College Street and Shell Tumor Parkway. Yep. I think one of the challenges with our citizens, and I know it's frustrating for everyone, but uh, this is an intersection controlled by the Alabama Department of Transportation, and therefore we have to go through a lengthy permitting process with them. So once this agreement's signed, it, it could take up to two months uh, for ALDOT to review the permit that goes along with this traffic signal agreement, and then the city would be allowed to go out to bid for that. There's a long lead time on ordering, we call them decorative mast arms in English, that means traffic signal poles. Um, those have a 12 to 16 week lead time, so it might be six months from now before that signal is up and operational. We hope Hope it's sooner, but, you know, it could be September or early October before that's done. I wish it could move faster, and I know it frustrates people, um, but that is as fast as we yeah, can move. Yeah, it's out of the city's hands at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the only other thing that we had going on was some training for the Historic Preservation Commission. They have some mandatory training, and the council had to. It sounds kind of strange, but based on a federal law, the council had to agree to accept money through a grant program, so it wasn't – um, applying for the money, and it wasn't the city's match of the money. It was we had to agree to accept three thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> from, through a, a federal grant Got program it. that passes through the Alabama Historical Commission. So we're grateful to the Alabama Historical Commission. This is a partnership with the city of Opelika, also to do some training for both historic preservation commissions. That's mandatory. Megan, circling back to um, to the the street closures mm -hmm. for the specific events. Mm -hmm. I mean, there. That, that's a sign of, of good things are happening, right? That's Absolutely. a sign that improvement is happening. Yeah, and, you know, what's unfortunate is for this very same second meeting in March last year, I had drafted a very lengthy resolution to deal with events, and, and here we were uh, shutting down due to the pandemic. And what we're trying to signal is we're going to try, try to work with everybody to plan events accordingly, and we'll see as we get closer. I mean, the downtown merchants said yesterday the first event slated is a downtown supper in the month of May that they normally close Titchener Avenue on a Thursday evening yeah. and, and seat a bunch of people at a really long table. And they may change the format of that. They may may or may not do it, but we've signaled that if things are safe and, and all things are appropriate, then they may choose to do it in a different format. But we're trying to signal to people, you know, get your calendars out. We're, we're trying to plan for the fall and, try, and the summer yeah. with, with the hope that we'll be able to host these events. I love it. No, I think it's important to celebrate wins. Absolutely. Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan-Crouch joining us this morning. Let's take a quick look at your forecast. Brought to you by Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie. And it's done. Highs reaching 62 today. Gradually clearing skies as the day goes on. And tonight, clear skies with temperatures dropping to 40 degrees. And tomorrow, your Thursday, sunny with a high of 68. And tomorrow night, mostly clear skies with temperatures dropping to 43 degrees. It's 45 degrees, sunny skies in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County.
Final few minutes of today's edition of Auburn Opelika this morning. Zach Black will be here with you, joined by Auburn City Manager Megan McGowan Crouch this morning. Uh, if you would, before we jump into other stuff happening throughout the city, uh, if you could give us an update as far as what you know and the successes that have happened with uh, the vaccination clinic. Well, things are still going strong at the vaccination clinic with East Alabama Medical Center and City of Opelika partnering with, along with us in the, in the City of Auburn. Uh, we are moving a n- large number, you know, 1,000 to 1,300 people through a day. East Alabama Medical Center reported yesterday that they've had a number of visitors from all over the state, uh, other cities and regions who want to model what we're doing. So I'm very proud that, as typical, uh, East Central Alabama will really, you know, Lee County and, and EAMC serves a greater region. But Auburn and Opelika are very aggressive from an economic development standpoint, a hospitality standpoint, and so on. And it's just another feather in our cap that we do things the right way in this area. And I'm happy that we can try to assist other regions in the state to be so efficient. I've, uh, I will not out anybody specific, but we are doing much better and are much more efficient than a lot of larger regions in the state. And sure. While we're very much growing, there are regions bigger than us. And so we were trying to help other communities and areas figure out how to be the most efficient. And East Alabama Medical Center really has handled the logistics inside the clinic in terms of pushing people through there at the the rate they can vaccinate the largest amount of people in a reasonable period of time. And most people I know that go to the clinic report, you know, from the time they're in the door, as long as they're not in a high-risk category for any type of reaction, which has been pretty rare, Mm -hmm. until they leave is usually in the – 20 to 25 minute range and you have to sit for 15 right and you have to sit for that's pretty that's pretty efficient might have gotten there a little early Um, somebody reported me yesterday it was 21 minutes for them and you know that's and they were just blown away that it really is that efficient and so it's efficient because it's a lot of hard work went into that but it's also trying to make a great experience for the people to go and i think the other thing that i've noticed is a large trend of people that were uncertain about the vaccine in the early days now a lot of their friends family colleagues otherwise they have seen other people go through and those who are choosing to get the vaccine more are choosing Mm -hmm. because i think they feel a little bit better uh, about they've seen other people go through it they've not reacted badly or you know some could but yes it's it's been a very positive experience and we're pretty excited about it at this stage it appears the clinic will remain open through april on the the daily vaccine scheduling and so on is handled by East Alabama Medical Center, and they're going through a large number of second doses right now, so they're going to be reopening another window for first doses. And uh, stay tuned to their social media and general media outlets to know when they'll reopen uh, new appointments for additional vaccines. Fantastic. What else is happening throughout the city of Auburn? Well, we've got a few other things. I think a lot of people may or may not be aware of the Town Creek Inclusive Playground, which Auburn's Town Creek Park actually is quite large, but the two main streets it sits on are Wrights Mill Road and Gay Street. And near Wrights Mill Elementary, we'll begin building an inclusive playground, and that's a much-anticipated project. But it is a very large playground that has things for uh, mental and physical disabilities and challenges and it has things for all all children and people of all ages and so that's about to get under construction on monday march 8th so we're looking forward to that project very much we also have a few like an entrepreneur event going on through our economic development department Uh, if you want to join that you can register at auburnalabama.org but i think generally speaking 
Uh, not to go back to our topic of last week, there's still a lot of questions about short-term rentals. I still encourage citizens to go to our website, auburnalabama.org, backslash short-term-rentals. Uh, there's a lot of frequently asked questions on there, other information. Our staff is happy to answer your questions if you don't understand something. Um, it is a very complicated topic. I think people have very strong opinions in the community about it. That's what we're here for is to answer their questions, and they're absolutely positively weighing in on how they feel and what they think is good or bad about the ordinance as it is currently written. And so we'll continue to take feedback about that and all the way up and through, and people are writing their city council members uh, very consistently. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see that on the March 16th city council meeting. And to remind everybody that will be a brand new public hearing, kind of starting starting from scratch in the sense the ordinance has been amended, so it, it all starts over. Sure. Megan, thank you so much for your time. As always, we'll chat again in a few weeks. Sounds good. That is Megan McGowan, Crouch Auburn City Manager, joining us this morning. And that just about does it for today's edition of the show. Please join us tomorrow morning. We say it every week. We love Thursdays here on Auburn Opelika this morning. It's the big screen movie reviews at 735 with Kevin Movie Guy Flanagan. That brought to you by Domino's in the Edge. At 810, we will hear from our friends at Auburn Parks and Rec. At 835, Rex Ponder, the legendary man himself. Joins us at 835. He, of course, from University Ace. Should be a fantastic and beautiful day today. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work. <laughs>